Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. And I've already started the show off wrong as I failed our man, Gus. I did not get the OG theme song back in. I was going to finish editing that today. And EP came down with a sick. And so my responsibilities went to making sure she was okay, which meant a lot of watching Scandal on the couch together. Uh, and making sure she was fed and drank, uh, given food, food and water. So that was that's misplaced that was, priorities, Nathan. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> you could say that. You take care of EP there for uh, for us. But, yeah, uh, we're back in the house. The three of us. You heard uh, Stoner there, and you heard Trev as well here on episode one hundred and forty-four. If I math is right, three. I think my, Maybe four. You might be right. It's 144. But okay. it doesn't matter. We've got the Giants coming up, and we'll be talking about New York Giants, who Washington is facing this Sunday in the game. We got our week seven predictions coming up in the cool down as well. And here for the warm-up, we've got lots of people that are not sleeping here. Warm-up brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy. Head out to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the code district. Get yourself 10% off. Those new berry shots, I am looking forward to that coming in yep. because, yep, that's that'd be my jam right there. Is, uh, that is those berry shots? That hoodie, yeah, no, that hoodie looks yeah. mad comfortable. But mm -hmm. uh, not sleeping in the chat. Ht in here first. White rabbit. Doug in the house. Gus, like I mentioned, at the airport, and I let my man down. I let the man down. Uptown Dre here as well. TJ in the house. We appreciate everybody jumping in with us, and we want your comments and your likes and your subs. So make sure you hit that up here as we talk about the Washington commanders. Gentlemen, we, we've long talked about the sacks. We've broken down some of them. We even posted something today on Twitter that kind of blew up a little bit. And we realized <laughs> we didn't phrase things as well as we, we probably should have. Mm -hmm. The, Sack issue with Sam has it, it continues to be a problem. Atlanta doubled up their sack total against Washington. They came yeah. in with five, they left with 10. That's pretty significant given the fact that they had five in five games and then they get five in one game. The yeah. Giants, which we'll be talking about later, have also had pass rush issues. They have not gotten after the quarterback so it'll be something we'll be watching this weekend jp finley had an amazing stat that uh we shared on tuesday's uh daily commanders update 80 percent of drives that have a sack do not end with a with a score that's nfl wide nfl wide right. nfl wide if you that's have wild. if your quarterback gets sacked your team's not scoring on that drive. Yeah. 80% of the time, they're not scoring on That's that drive. Wild. Trev, Sam yeah. Howell has been electric with his arm. And we've seen some pretty gutsy runs in there as well. But we've also seen 34 sacks. How, how can he do that? Because how, how can he get better? Because the offensive line by most metrics are saying – the offensive line isn't the issue. So even if you lined it up like the defensive line with a row of first-round talent, a row of Trent Williams, Oof. Sam Howell would still have 
a sack problem. So how does he fix it? He's got to get the ball out, throw the ball away, have better pocket awareness. It seems like a lot of his sacks, he gets blindsided or he gets, he just looks left. It's like, oh, there's somebody right here in my face. Get the ball out quick. You're going to get sacked. It's NFL. Yes. But you're already small. You're just asking for for more pain to be brought upon you for taking these sacks. And when I mean say taking these sacks, it's like he's holding on to the ball back there longer than two, three, four seconds. Offensive line can only do so much to keep a guy off of, off of him. And you're just eating, like you're just crawling up and taking sacks, taking sacks. Get the ball out. Scramble, throw it away. Uh, have better pocket awareness. I mean, yes, he's essentially a quote unquote a rookie because it's only what well, he's four and three now as a starter for the for us. But mm. yeah, he the same thing happened to him in college a lot too. He took a lot of sacks in college. So it seems like that's the only thing he didn't he's having a hard time auto-correcting, if you as you say, because he's done that fairly well since he's been with us. But it seems like this particular thing he has a hard time doing. So get the ball out, better pocket awareness. Let, let me ask you that. The first one, get the ball out. That, I think, is an EB thing rather than a Sam thing. And EB, EB has to um, tell uh, – not tell him. Design plays to get the ball out rather than Sam just doing it. So I agree with you on that, that that's easily correctable. Better pocket awareness, I think you have it or you don't. I don't think that's something that can necessarily be learned. Pocket awareness is a feel. It's an understanding of where the rush is coming from and how to move within the pocket or to get out of the pocket in certain directions. Some guys have it. Some guys don't. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't get maybe a little better at it, but I think if if you don't have pocket awareness, I don't think you can learn that. Do you think he's still adjusting to the speed of the – of the pass rush and the pocket collapse in awareness rather than in college. He might've had a little bit longer to make these decisions, but NFL, you don't have quite as long because you got miles Garrett. And Normally and I would say coming, you know? yes to that, but because his sack uh, percentages were equal to what he has now, I don't see it as that was, it, it's not a speed thing. Right. Um, the And I think his processing at times is fine. It's not always perfect, but I mean, we've seen good timing on his throws and we've seen mm-hmm. him go through progressions, mm-hmm. you know, as well and hit the right guy. But there is something missing from his game. And a little bit of that pocket presence is the Lucas uh, one uh, that we video that we shared today was good example of, right? Cornelius Lucas blocks his guy down 10. He's like 10 yards down the field. Sam Howe had a clean, clean enough pocket and something in his system said, Hey, I got a bail. He does this little shimmy thing and then he yes. starts to move and he moves right into a sack. And quite a few of those one to one actually was credited to Sam Cosme was very similar as Sam Cosme had his guy blocked. And then as Sam Howe went uh, towards the right side, ran right into a sack, and Sam Cosme was knocked for that one, unlike Lucas before. So it's there, there might be some inconsistencies with 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 how things are graded out on who they go to and who they don't go to. But the timing's there, and we've seen one of the stats that has been shared with Sam Howell is 
what his time to pass his like quickness it's one of the best in the NFL. It's faster than Patrick Mahomes. So like when he's getting the ball out, he's getting the ball out quick. So I don't know that getting the ball out quicker is going to necessarily be the answer. I know protecting him isn't going to be the answer because one of the stats that uh, got popped up today that was very interesting from uh, Arjun Minun was time to pressure on plays where QB has been sacked in 2023. One, the 34 looks absolutely insane on this graph, by the way. Just just pointing that out there. But Washington <laughs> is is third from the right, which this isn't a graph where it's like you want to be on the left side or want to be on the right side. It's just more of an informational graph as far as where you stack up. But that means that uh, Sam Howell, when he's been sacked, most of the time it's been over 2.5 seconds in the pocket. So these aren't these pressures, these sacks aren't coming from a quickness. This is coming from him sitting in the pocket. And it's not necessarily him trying to get the ball away quicker as much as it's going through the progressions and just taking what the defense has given you. And that in part stoner is right. Give him somebody short, teach him there. We don't need him to come into the game and be captain check down, but it's in hitting those outlets go one, two, let me hit that guy who's short because he is too often looking for that bigger play yeah right? yes. playing i think we said this on sunday show that he's looking it's game he's always playing as if it's third and ten right yeah he's even if it might be other. second and four he, yes. he's always looking for, it seems to be that he's looking for that bigger play rather than taking what the defense has given you which is a guy right in front of you five yards downfield which is a perfectly fine play it's not exciting it's not sexy but it gets the job done but uh, kind of going back a little bit to that whole pocket presence thing is, and maybe the speed is a little much, or if it's not, he played three years of college ball. This is not an Anthony Richardson kind of guy who's played 25 games at an, a higher level of quarterback. He's played 50, 70, whatever the number is, 15 games a year for three years, plus the seven games here this is not something that like i said i don't believe can be learned because he's had that issue from the beginning and it's just continuing it's not a fatal flaw but it's a flaw that can hold him back from taking that next step and so he's got to figure something out and again i think that's where eb comes in maybe he doesn't have to design every play to be short but he does need to have more plays with checkdowns cuz on some mm-hmm. of those sacks you'll sometimes you'll see also that there's no check down or, but he's also had plays where he threw to his check down and he throws an interception because he's just throwing out there kind of blind and hoping his guys there. So it's just a lot of those things, but that comes with time of being a quarterback at the NFL level. But I just don't think that pocket presence is something that can be, that can be learned. I mean, no, Tom, Tom Brady had here. The greatest oh, pocket presence in brilliant. history. Yeah. Just those little subtle movements. I don't think it's something that somebody taught him to do. It's just something that he feels. You don't remember those Jim game. Zorn uh, video clips of him oh, doing all those crazy drills yeah. and everything like that? They do. They you, that's something you can work on. And we've yeah. seen we've seen Sam Howell 
squirm out of sacks and we've seen him mm-hmm. kind yeah. of we've seen him recognize that so it's something we know he does it's just not something he he is doing as often so that's why yeah. i think there's some hope and tommy um you know saying that there are qbs that have gotten better with sacks it's it was it's been very hard for me to research this i am i am looking into it and i hope that I can find some good information by the time Sunday's game comes around, because I would like to present this with some facts. I as have far some. as you do. Excellent. I, this is, I this do is why we're a team research. Um, mm-hmm. This particular quarterback led the league in sacks in 2015, 2016, 2019, 2020, and 2022. So he led the league in sacks. I didn't even see where he was in those other times. You know, I didn't pay attention. I didn't write it down that he didn't lead the league in sacks. But this guy basically can't get better with the sacks. But it's not a fatal flaw in his game because he's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Oh. Any ideas? Russell Wilson. He's probably right on that. Russell Wilson. That's exactly right. He's a guy that, that just can't stop getting sacked 52 these are the years that he led the league 52 sacks 47 sacks 55 sacks 52 sacks 55 sacks it's all in the same area year after year after year different teams the last year was with denver when he had 55 and all those others obviously with seattle he never learned but it was obviously not a fatal flaw to his game because as i said he won a super bowl he's going to the um going to the hall of fame probably Maybe. going to the hall of fame at some point. So yeah, so there's that's not probably the exact stat you're looking for Nathan, but that's one of those stats where it shows that he didn't get better. Mm-hmm. There are sure I'm sure there are those who did get better. I mean, I, on here also is two straight years of Deshaun Watson leading the league and getting sacked right in there in 19 and or sorry in uh, 7 18 and 19. So there's just if you get sacked a lot, you get sacked a lot, yeah. but you have to be able to do all those other things to help the team and not make that a fatal flaw in your game. And hopefully Sam can do that. Well, what's interesting is, you know, you're talking about his development and everything. And you, you think, I think you said holding this offense back and it's, and it is kind of right. Because we talked about how the stat 80% of drives that have a sack in them don't end with a score. Can I jump in there real quick, Nathan? Yes. Just to add to that stat, because Mm -hmm. John Kime tweeted out something that that talks about that. There's 26 drives that Washington has had where Sam Howell has been sacked. They have two touchdowns on those 26 drives. Mm -hmm. That's less than that average you just gave. Yeah, 20%. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's like 8%. something, Something in that area. So when he gets sacked, They've only scored on that particular drive twice. Scored a touchdown. They do have field goals, but scored a touchdown on two of the drives in which they've been sacked. Yeah. So if he gets sacked, don't count on a touchdown that drive. And so sorry, percentage I wise, you, I yeah, no, add to per- that. Percentage wise, it's not going to happen, right? So yeah, they've been sacked twenty six, which goes that actually helps us with our numbers there too, because we're trying to talk. We were talking about where he gets sacked multiple times. Uh, in a drive now back to back we can re- we recognized four but now we're saying if he's what been sacked 30, 30 that's eight drives that have had 
double double sacks. Might not right? be back to back. Might not be back to back. But they but they but they at least have had two or more sacks in them. Yeah. All of this, 34 sacks, 26 drives in, you know, having a sack within them and and the low touchdown percentage that they have with that. Washington is still middle of the pack. They're 15th in scoring. Right. With all right. of these troubles that Washington has been having right. and facing some stiff competition. The Buffalo right. Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles are no slouches. Denver's defense is actually pretty decent as well. Atlanta's defense, and- most of their games have been uh, fairly low scoring. So for Washington to be 15th right now with mm-hmm. the schedule that they've played with all these issues, Trev, yeah, does that does that give us a little hope? Because we've long said if they just put a competent QB back there, their their average in offense, this defense would be good enough to win games. Obviously, the defense, Trev, has not been good so far this season, minus this game against Atlanta. I mean, you can argue Bill's game, they were in it for three and a half quarters, but last time I checked, you have to be good for four quarters to win a football <laughs> game. Exactly. So is there optimism there? Washington's 15 with Sam struggles and sacks. Yeah, I guess there is given to how we see how, how, how our offensive line plays, how Sam Howell plays, how our offense operates under this new system. Yeah, that's a little bit of optimism. 15 out of what? 32. That's that's top not, half of the league. That's optimism. And I, they were as you were, Last year, twenty. Yeah. Okay. Oh, then yeah, it's optimism. That's daggone near half of what we were last year. And I was looking at the points per game, Nathan. Is that what points per game? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think that's some optimism. And but and then I was also looking at the sack stats for all the teams across the league as you were looking up. I just it's a huge difference when you get down to New Orleans at nineteen. And I think to answer that question is our offensive line. Hmm. I think it might be honestly the key. Like we said, we have all these versatile players that can play multiple positions, but outside of Cornelius Lucas and Charles Leno, who there no one else has a solid like a, a one position that they're strong at, like at their like they're designated to play. Hmm. You got Cosby moving into guard, he was a tackle last year. You got Wiley came over who's a tackle, but he might whatever. You got he guard, right? You might be guard. You got the centers change. Seem like every year we have a new center, so it's yeah. like there's no continuity on the offensive line. And maybe EB scheme is really complicated for the offensive line. You know, I don't because I mean, like you said, Tua Tagalova is five foot nothing, and he's been sacked six times. Right. Sam Howell's the same size, probably a little stronger and bulkier, more durable. And he's eating sacks like it's lunchtime. So maybe it is offensive line. I know that's the easy solution, but. I think it's a combination yeah. of all For of those. Sure. If 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 Sam Howell didn't get sacked as much, regardless of whose fault it is, whether it's Sam or the offensive line, think of how powerful this uh, offense yes. would be this year. Exactly. If they're middle of the pack with all of those. Yeah issues then think where where they would be without those issues exactly because it's causing us to go in the playbook and have to play from behind instead of 
executing our game plan. Our game plan immediately switches as soon as we take more than three or four sacks a game. Yeah. But also, um, it depends on how you frame it. Is Sam Howell holding this offense back? Is he maybe a little bit? But he's also he's, improved this offense. I was about to say, so he's also, yeah, very much he's done that more than held back. I was right. going to say, very I much, agree. you're right, that words have meaning, right? And and but that yeah, is that is it. interesting. We don't want to frame it in the way that he's holding this offense back. <laughs> the The sack issue is certainly <laughs> is, is stalling out the improvement that mm-hmm. Sam Howell's installed, right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. Sam Howell... It was 24th in points per game last year, by the way. I did find that stat uh, to to correct myself here. But 24th in, in scoring to 15th in scoring, it's mm-hmm. not just Eric Bieniemy, okay? Although that is a big improvement and a big reason why we're seeing sure. some of the offense we're seeing. But Sam Howell right now could arguably be classified as the best-performing QB in the NFC East. Arguably in the yes. NFC East. And 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 just the fact that you have an argument six games in for a guy who has played a total of seven games in his NFL career, that he's currently the highest performing QB in the division, yeah, is significant awesome. and positive and a definite reason why we, we're over here and we're we're howling. <laughs> sort of. Sorry, I have to say this. I the more and more, more and more I've you know we're watching him play and everything. The the more and more I keep thinking of my floor for him, which to me I think his floor is Gardner Minshew. Okay. Okay. Not you know there's the Minshew mania and there's the howlers and everything like that. There's some hype and excitement, and you see some of these things. But Gardner Minshew is, is while a serviceable quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. he's not winning games. He, we saw his highlight clip before his game returned to Jacksonville. And yeah. I noted all but two of those highlights, his team was down. In fact, his team was down bad in quite a few of them. So it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, I don't know, garbage time throws are a little bit easier to make when you're down a few scores, but all but two of those highlights for Gardner Minshew were, were garbage time. Nobody's going out and giving him a free agent contract to be their starter. Nobody for Gardner Minshew. So, so that you're saying is Sam's floor. That's, that's my floor for him. Yeah. What's his ceiling? Current quarterback. Current projection. I mean, he probably, Russell Wilson's probably like what you're looking at, right? Like you said, he'd lead leading the league in sacks several years. He's got that same. It's a guy that he's even compared himself to, right? Height wise. They've got a lot of similarities. Sam Howell's got a big arm. We've seen him make those big throws. We see him get these tough runs. So I'd probably put that as his, as a ceiling. I mean, if you're going to look to a high end, what he could be, Sam Howe could be, you know, vintage Russell Wilson. Could it be a Drew Brees? Not current. I think he has more. Um, I think he has more rush, running ability than Drew Brees. Drew Brees had zero 
running ability. Sam can can run. He can get out in space and do things with his legs that we've seen it in in designed plays, and we've seen it him getting out of a a, a pocket, getting out of a potential sack. That's kind of where his his difference is. But I don't think he also. I don't think he has the. Mm, I don't know the right word to use. I don't want to say intelligence, but I don't savviness. think it's what yeah. I was thinking. It's the I mean, savviness Drew Brees knew had. where everyone exactly would and should be on every single play. And he would throw to them and throw guys open all the time. We haven't seen it. Um, Sam's ability to do that consistently. He's done IQ it, but I haven't seen him right. do it consistently. IQ. Yeah. Uh, football that's, IQ. That's yeah, football like IQ. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not whether he's smart or dumb, but that, yeah, Drew Brees. I think yeah, the different different kind of animal there. But I do think Russell Wilson seems to be apt for a lot of reasons. He, this is a weird comparison, but whenever he runs and he's out there being a bowling pin because he doesn't slide and he's just yeah. trying to get those mm-hmm. extra yards, yeah. he reminds me a little bit of uh, Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> uh, running back there just because yeah. he like a little cannonball he just holds on to the he just holds on to the ball with both arms yeah. and he just kind of just gets knocked around <laughs> as over, he's guys. over over there and it's just kind of like uh <laughs> like i remembered maurice jones drew sometimes you know he obviously shiftier running back but when jones drew got into you know into have to be tackled whatnot he just held on to the ball and just let people knock him around and that's what sam does and yes i realize gardner like sam has a a a stronger arm than Gardner Minshew. That's not the, yeah. the comparison being made there. No. It's the kind of quarterback you expect. It's a quarterback that will be around in this league for a while, mm-hmm. but will probably be a backup. That That's the floor. He's going to win games. He's going to do enough to keep a team in. Um, but that, again, that's the floor. I'm not saying that's where he's at currently. No. Uh, Sam Howell, again, we're, we're trying to sing his praises in here and say that, He's really elevated this offense with his ability to throw. I mean, they've got downfield throws back on the menu, not just because Eric Benjamin is going to call them a little bit more often, but because Sam Howell, I don't think there's a throw. He, an NFL type throw. He can't make, he can make every, every single NFL throw hundred percent. And most quarterbacks can, but not all. Not all. I mean, right. Taylor Heineke couldn't. I'm sorry to bring him up, but Not he's a guy close. that couldn't. But Carson Wentz could. He could make every single possible. Uh, did, who'd you say? That's, a, you that's say? like $5. So I got to put Carson oh. Wentz in there, too. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Nice Wentz Tre- jersey. Trev with the Carson Wentz jersey. <laughs> Don't you owe me like 5 bucks on a bet saying you said he was going to be back for Washington? And I gave you like a hundred to one odds or something oh, like that. Yeah. What are, you saying, yeah. Nathan, what are we talking about next? Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I ain't got to, the, the audio's going out there. I didn't hear that one. But the, I think uh, overall with the sacks, I, for me anyway, with, with the sacks, they can be cleaned up. Yes. You also don't want Sam to be thinking about sacks too much. You still want him to go out there and just play freely without that oh, I have to throw it away because the fans don't want me to be sacked so much. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want him thinking that way. I want him to be able to just go out there and free. And then at the end of the game, how many times was I sacked? Six? Oh, man, that's probably too many. We got to work on that. How many touchdowns did I throw, though? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I don't (laughs) want him to have to worry too much about that because 
except for that Arizona game when he was sacked, the sack fumble. That was disastrous, sack fumble touchdown. And then what was it, nine times against Buffalo? Nine or ten nine, times? Nine against times against Buffalo. And that obviously stymied their ability to to be effective on offense. Those, but five and four and five and six or whatever, you can kind of live with that. That's probably a little high. You're going to get up towards the record, uh, whatever it is, 76 or whatever. But when you look at these numbers, 55, 52, 55, 47, 52, all these numbers of what led the league, he's already more than halfway there. And so that's probably just too many. So there's just that weird balance. He gotta, he's got to fix the sacks, but he can't be thinking about it too much. All right. I'm gonna, after this is my natural. last comment on the sacks, and I'm going to move on. Uh, speaking of Carson Wentz, just looked it up. Remember, he suffered nine sacks in that one Eagles game. Yeah, first Eagles game last year. So two totally different quarterbacks, kind of same moxie, kind of kind of similar escapability out of the pocket, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to taking sacks, they're similar. So is it really on Sam at the quarterback or is it on the offensive line? Just based on that. I mean I think I offensive mean, lines lead the race in the in the cause has to be. But if you like we said, if you look at the if you look on PFF and PFF is not the be all end all judgmental oh, no, um, yeah, no. place, but still they are something that that looks at these things closely. If you look at them, Washington's offensive line is very well rated. And even on Which, our tweet that we put out today, the uh-huh. director of football product for PFF retweeted it and said, this is why Washington has a highly rated offensive line, but yet they lead the league in sacks because what Sam Howell does sometimes he runs right into sacks. That's crazy. So, I mean, yeah, when, when things go bad and you give up nine sacks, you're going to start screaming at Andrew Wiley and Nick Gates and Sadiq Charles and everything because they give up a few you're sacks. You're going to post on Twitter about Cornelius Lucas's PFF grade and <laughs> right. it goes sideways. No, but I'm saying when it's really, really bad, you're going to you're gonna highlight it. <laughs> but so when it's right. not really, really bad, then, then you can just kind of live with some of those mistakes, one or two or three or four per game. And, and so to Yam's point here, uh, PFF rating stats are bogus with the line. It's not just PFF. Most statistics, by most measurements, the offensive line's pass blocking has been not, not just terrible. Top, not, not terrible. Not, e- not even, it's above average. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not average, above average. Right. Not top 10, but also not average. So they're in that like 10 to 15 range, really yeah. 10 to 12 range. And a lot of advanced statistics, a lot of eyeball tests. We see the end product. We see Sam Howe getting hit and you look to blame somebody. And when you see Sam Howe throw it, you're like, that kid's got something and you want him to succeed. So you're going to look to blame somebody else somebody in else, that right. regard. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a few things I have starred here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We made the comparison to Drew Brees. You asked about Drew Brees and that (laughs) don't It's okay. Tommy saying Drew Brees wasn't like that his first year. So I went ahead. What wasn't like, wasn't like what Sam, what we're seeing with Sam Howell. 
Uh, Drew Brees had a passer rating of 81.8, yards, eight touchdowns to six interceptions in his first seven games of his career. Mm-hmm. So, whether or not, how many times was not, he sacked? Whether or not, uh, let's see if it's on this uh, stat muse thing. He was sacked eight times. Only, only eight times. Only eight times compared to thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge difference because he has that pocket presence. Even as a rookie, he had that pocket presence, or at least the understanding to get the ball out quick and to not take any sacks. I mean, that's one per game on average, just over one per game. Eight sacks in seven games. Yeah, Russell really Russell Wilson, by the way, who we said who we've said that could be his ceiling. Mm-hmm. 14 sacks in his first seven games. Passer rating of 79.5, 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. So, I mean, and again, I am a big believer in Sam Howell and his numbers aren't oh, sure. that far off if they're, if they're not comparable to those two, you know, could be Hall of Famers, right? Right. And so I do think think that there's a lot going well with Sam Howell in that. And I don't think from Jacoby here that who's saying that we've only played six games. Let's wait till the end of the season before we're rating judging, judging and criticizing Sam as a quarterback. I, I think it's more than fair to talk about his struggles so far, as much as we talked about his praises, we want him to improve just like the, the team wants him to improve. And I'll say this stoner, you have brought this up before. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ron Rivera's job is on the line, right? He does not have time to develop talent. Okay. He's got to win now. Right. And Sam Howell is still out there as quarterback one. And that's not yeah. a mistake. No. Okay. No. If, if, if they thought Jacoby Brissett was going to save their jobs, He'd Jacoby Brissett would be out there. Right. Jacoby Brissett's on the sidelines with the clipboard and John it up and, and, and helping out Sam Howell. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a good teammate. He's helping out Sam Howell, but Sam Howell's the best, op- best chance Washington has to win games. Yeah, I I, agree. I I totally agree with that. Um, and also, if we didn't sit here and pick apart every bit of Sam Howell during the season and we waited to the end, well, there'd be no such thing as ref the district. We, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> nobody would care if we yeah. sat here and talked about um, Nick Gates and you know his. Hey, this is Nick Gates' game. game. This is Nick's yeah. Nick Nick <laughs> Gates. Uh, uh, someone so was that's asking what about do. the attempts. He averaged 25 attempts per game. Russell Wilson did in those so, seven games. Yeah, and then and by the way, those Brees was 29.4 attempts a game. If you're counting for his first seven games, don't forget to count the three sacks he got sacked against Dallas in mm-hmm. his first game last year. So that's 37 uh, yes. sacks. So yeah, and that's yeah, games. that's also why we're kind of criticizing in week six because we're leading the leagues in sacks and. That's the quarterback position, so we it, kind of should talk about it. It's yeah. the one thing that we know we can get better at, right? Yeah. We're, we're 15th in in uh, scoring, and yeah. if we want to put up more points, when you're when you're talking about 80, only two <laughs> out of 26 drives did they score a touchdown when he's gotten sacked. Mm-hmm. Keep them clean, right? Score a touchdown. 
They right. have been able to do that. They've been efficient when it goes to that. And, you know, we've seen this as well from the Commandalorian. Sam is hitting dudes in the hands wide open. And they're dropping touchdowns. They're dropping Jahan. I, that's mm -hmm. just an egregious drop, right? Jahan yeah. kind of having a, a sophomore slump there, as Yam is saying. And uh, I have faith that that Jahan's going to fix it as that's the next topic to move to here in the don't sleep warm up. Jahan Dotson is actually getting more targets per game than he was mm -hmm. last season. Last year. I mean, it's mm -hmm. significant, right? It's 12. It's not, it, it's not a significant jump. It's 12% to 15%, mm -hmm. but the opportunities have been there, but the yardage and the touchdowns are not. What is going on with Jahan Dotson, Trev? Sophomore slump. Um, I, I, I know it just feels like he is he's kind of letting the offseason talk get to his game when everyone said, oh, is Jahan Dotson really wide receiver number one? Um yeah. Is he going to take Terry's spot when Terry leaves? He's a solid number two. You know, he had the he was leading the league in touchdowns as a rookie before he got hurt as a receiver. Yada yada yada. A lot of offseason was on a love Sam. Sam's my guy. They worked together offseason. You know, is he wide receiver number one? That was that was popping up a lot. And it feels like he's trying to do too much on the field with the opportunities he gets, no matter how. The, what the percentage is. It just feels like he's trying to focus more on his self-production than the team. Now, I know he had an interview with Scott Abraham, <clears throat> excuse me, and he said, you know, it's a team game and he's going to make the most of opportunities. But he said he does have some doubts. But it also comes with the game of football. It's yeah. a new offensive system. Um, maybe EB is not scheming enough for you, or maybe he is, and it comes down, like Rivera said, to the quarterback decisions too, why you're not getting the ball. Sophomore slump happens to the greatest, but it's just weird because he's he's dropping gimme balls, guys. Like he's he's wide open, but it looks like he's ready to make a play before he has the ball in his hands, causing mm. him to drop. I, you know what I mean? Like he's ready because he had that play last year against New York, the spin move touchdown that was fire as a rookie. So now it seems like. He knows what he's capable of doing, and he's just focused more on that rather than catching the ball and then making a decision or whatever or playing a team game. Now, it could be way wrong. I know he's a team ball player, but that's just what it looks like on the field. He's playing a sophomore slump. So. I, I don't think there's anything that you can say tangible, you know, that's tangible that you can say of what's going on with it uh, mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it's just one of those things. It's one of those weird things that happens once in a while. Um, you remember last year, I think it was last year, maybe it was two years ago, we all went to that preseason game, Washington against Cincinnati. And mm -hmm. Jamar Chase was a rookie. Yes. And, and Jamar was Chase dropping was dropping everything. everything. And mm -hmm. everybody was like, oh, my God, they they passed up an offensive lineman for this Jamar Chase, and he can't even catch. And obviously that didn't pan out. He caught – he catches yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh now this is not egregious. It you know it's a drop here and it's a drop there and everything, but it just it just seems like it's one of those things. I, it's it's just hard to explain it. It's not Jahan Dotson can't catch. It's not Jahan Dotson right. is not any good or anything like that. It's just 
it's just kind of one of those things that you just look at and you say, it doesn't make any sense, but I bet it's going to work itself out. I mean, he played 12 games last year, right? Six mm-hmm. games this year. So he's played 18 games in the NFL. And this past game was only the second game where he hasn't caught a pass. And how many times can we count that he's dropped a ball? This game and the game before. And that's probably it, right? This was not, this was never a thing in any of these other games. So I wouldn't worry about it too much, but I do have my first bold prediction. Bold, my bold prediction for the game is that first play, slant to Jahan. When when things like this happen, let's get him involved early. Remember last week it was we're not targeting Terry enough. First play, throw to Terry, even though it didn't gain anything. It was a zero yard gain. It was get Terry involved. So I think this game is going to be uh, a slant to uh, Jahan or maybe that same play to Terry or whatever. Anybody want to take that bet? No, I like no. it. And I do think you're going to see as they as they want to fix it. Sam talked about it. Jahan talked about it. We're probably going to hear Eric Bienemy talk about it on his Thursday presser. They're going mm-hmm. to find ways to get him involved here yeah, as uh, they try to win that game. But as Super Chef here saying, I don't care who gets the ball. Let's just win. And Washington does have a game to win here against New York on Sunday. So unless Stoner's going to stop me with some kind of stat he wants to share. Not until we talk about the Giants. We have to appease Edmund here and move on to the Giants. What's up with the Giants? We understand that that's all coming up here in the game. Stay with us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 